Simplified Chaos, Episode 84. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. Wonderful friends. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Simplify Chaos. This is Jillian, one of your hosts, and I'm with my husband and co-host, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? Hope you all are having a wonderful week. We are bringing you another episode of Simplified Chaos from the Simplified Chaos Studios, aka our bedroom. We survived Tropical Storm isaiah's today it didn't even seem like a tropical it didn't storm. Uh, we had a little bit of wind we had a lot of rain we had a little bit of wind nothing to write home about but uh yeah we survived and we're here to bring you another podcast so gear up jilly what are we talking today today's episode is all about challenges and i don't mean like your daily struggles i mean like challenges that you pursue to to be better at something. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Like All a right. challenge challenge. Like Yeah. Yeah. Something that... Like a 30-day challenge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we'll dive more into that in just a few minutes. But before we get into that, Jilly, what are you grateful for today? Today, I am grateful for my hairstylist. Uh, so I just got my you haircut. You do have a lovely haircut. I do. Looks great. And I give her credit everywhere I go. And everyone's like, oh, my God, I love your hair. I'm like, Trisha, Trisha, Trisha. And I'm doing, like, hand movements, like, pointing. Who does that? Jaeger bombs. Jaeger bombs, yes. That's, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to be descriptive. And I've really failed in telling you guys what I was doing. But anyway. Um, Everybody knows what the Jaeger bombs is. Haircut. If you don't, haircut. check out my Trisha. new haircut on YouTube. <laughs> it was, like, one of the first YouTube videos ever uploaded. And it was awesome. Oh, my goodness. God, that's Man. how old it is. Jeez. I was just going to say, that seems pretty We're really old. dating ourselves now. Uh, but yeah, she just made me feel like a million bucks. I always have great uplifting conversation, no matter what I'm going through, what she's going through. She has such a positive mindset. And it's great to have just a hairstylist. And I've known her since high school, so it's just nice to reconnect with her. Here's some positive stuff in her life and just be real and talk about mom things and just get my hair washed and massaged is just phenomenal. Hell yeah. Yeah. Nothing yeah. like getting your hair washed and massaged. I haven't had that in a while. I used to go to um, sports clips and they would do that. but Oh, you don't get it at the QG? No, nah, no. Nah. That's a bummer. You should tell them to bring that back. Well, I'm not going to the QG anymore either. We well, should tell your boy Sam who's opening uh, up his own barbershop. To yeah, he just opened up this past week. Out of your head. Well, now there's like a thing with like COVID where they're like, you have to pay extra because they have to shield up and stuff like that, I think. For a minute there, I thought you were going to say you have to have hair for them. To no. Well, I mean, I'm like, what? Hey, if you have a bald head and you want to get your head massaged, there's nothing wrong with that. Is that like getting your knee massaged? I don't know. I don't have a bald head. <laughs> no, because your knee's like bald. Is that? I, I don't. I think I'm getting extra giddy. I must be tired. Oh, God. All right. We're cool. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, what are you grateful for? <laughs> We're so off topic. I am grateful for the Facebook marketplace. Shazam. Yes. It is a great place to sell damn near anything. And we just sold our old sectional couch because we just got a brand new sectional couch. Sexy as it is sexy AF. God, I feel old saying that. I know. Um, Feels right though. It does feel right. (laughs) So yeah, we put the couch on Facebook Marketplace last week, and we really didn't have a good barometer as far as what we should price it at. So we went pretty high to start off with. We started at 400 and ended up working our way down. And I was kind of sweating it a little bit because our new couch got delivered yesterday and we were going to have two sectional couches in the house. We were making it work. We, we made it work. We put one half of the sectional in our butler's pantry, which was our old dining room. And then the other half of the sectional in our current dining room, which also forced us to move some things around. It was fun. And we've actually done a little cleaning up since then. We've we've moved some things around the house permanently because of it. But I was really grateful that this couch is going to some young kids who are either still in college or just coming out of college. And they came over, they rented a U-Haul. You know, they got the, the kid asked me, he's like, hey, listen, um, I know you're selling it for $250. Would you mind selling it for $220? Because I have to rent a U-Haul to pick it up. And I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and do that. Like, I've, I've got a good feeling about this. And I usually have a good feeling about a lot of the stuff that I put in Facebook Marketplace. But I had just had a really good feeling about this one. And he was very good at communicating. He's like, hey, listen, you know, I can be there at four. He's like, I'm picking my girlfriend up from the airport later on. You know, just kind of let me know what's, what, what his deal was. Painting but, a picture for yeah. you. Yeah. But he and his friend came over, and I guess this was his roommate, and they were extremely grateful. You know, we, we coordinated getting the couch out of the house. They followed my instructions <laughs> for getting it out since we had moved it around and had to kind mm. of do that at first. But... Um, that was a really great experience and, and I'm really grateful that the couch is moving on to somebody who I think is going to get it just as much enjoyment out of it as we did. So Facebook marketplace, you did it again. Yeah. You're helping us find great new homes for our heavily used, but loved things. And yeah. we're making space for new things that are going to have a new sense of purpose and meaning in our lives. So it's, it's good feeling when you can let your things go to people, you know, are going to get some great use out of it yeah and i think we talked about it before when we did our side hustle episode but really selling stuff on facebook marketplace has been awesome because we really get to know like some of the people who pick it up like it's it's not just a transaction where you're like here you go enjoy my shit or, or whatever it could be, I think it could be. there, there are but experience. for the most part like i've had such a great experience where people just kind of want to chit chat like i think one of the things that we sold a long time ago, the guy was coming by early in the morning on his way up to, to work and he bought me a coffee. Like yeah. he brought me a coffee and just said, Hey man, you know, I figured you might want this. And I was just like, that's really cool. So like, yeah, I've met some really good people from, from selling stuff on, on Facebook marketplace. So I keep doing it. it anytime I sell something, I kind of get the, the urge to start going through our stuff and figuring out what else we can put on there. So I'm going to start doing that again. I think, I like the way you talk about it because I think you bring a good light to Facebook Marketplace because 
it's funny. I was just talking to Trish, my hairdresser about selling her couch. And she was like, oh man, there's some things I need to sell, but she is so anti-Facebook that she wants nothing to do with it because her and her husband are both off of it. Yeah. And I kept trying to tell her, I was like, it's not really what you think. Like you can get on Facebook and do your own thing and then get off and not have to see all the drama and all the other stuff that I know that is hindering her from getting on. Yeah. And I think you bring a positive light to the experience and just talk about, oh, the connection piece and, you know, we're, we're finding new homes for things that we've loved for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I like that you talk positively about it because I think Facebook gets a lot of negative talk and I understand that part, but I think there's a way you can streamline Facebook to see, to use it for, to use it purposefully, intentionally, which is something that I think you're really good at when it comes to selling. There are some other apps that are out there as well. There's Let Go and there's Offer Up. I've never used Offer Up before, but I <clears throat> I did use Let Go, especially when I first started selling stuff online. I started off with Let Go, but then I just found much more success with Facebook Marketplace. There's so many different, not only do you put in the marketplace, but there's so many local yard sale groups that you can also post it to. So mm-hmm. you're getting it in front of a lot of people, whereas in some of these other ones, I don't know if it gets in front of that many people. So it's been great. I, I don't think I will use offer up or, or let go anymore. I haven't used them at all. I mean, Facebook Marketplace has done done its job. And it is really that and some of the pages that I manage through work is the only reason why I'm on Facebook. Like I don't post constantly on there at all. And I try to avoid the distractions and the the crazy conversations that go on there right now. And so, yeah, I have a purpose for it and I use it for that purpose. I know this is like a really long gratitude segment. It is. But this, this to me, I think talking about Facebook and streamlining it and using it intentionally would be a great episode in itself because I found some amazing benefits getting back on too. So let's table that. Yeah. Y'all are getting two episodes in one right episode. here. <laughs> awesome. So. All right. You just wrapped up a challenge, which really sparked the idea for this episode, which I'm very proud that you you followed this through. This is, to me, this is not an easy challenge that you just finished. It's It takes a lot of uh, head strength, I guess, if that's <laughs> a, the best thing. You know, you have to be in the, in the mindset to do it. So uh, tell them what you, what you just wrapped up there, Jill. So I just finished a 30-day challenge, and I have to give credit to my girl, Steph. Um, she's one of our listeners, and she's in um, my Simplify My Meals program. And she's now a friend that I can call, and it's so cool to connect with her. She messaged me, or maybe she put it out on Instagram about her doing a cold shower challenge. <laughs> and I was like, I am totally in. Like, I will... I will do that with you. So we both did it together separately, (laughs) but it's literally just hop in the shower every day and take a cold shower. And honestly, I didn't really look at the, the minute details about like how long I just stayed in the shower until I could take it. So I didn't really set any strict guidelines. It was just, I had to get in the shower every day, start it cold, finish it cold, come out. Some days would be long. Some days would be short. I even washed my hair in it, which was crazy. And the, and I have to say, like, you know, I was reflecting about it. I'm like, all right, so what did I learn from this? And I, and to get kind of some input from Steph, I messaged her and said, Hey, how did the challenge go? Like, what did you think about it? And she's like, you know, it's kind of funny that I still take cold showers every day now. Like it just has become a normal habit. So, and I find the same thing. Like, it's weird. Like when I would hop in Lucille's baby pool with her 
or I go into temperatures of water where it's normally not super comfortable, I find that I'm more prepared for it now because mm-hmm. I've been doing the cold water challenge. So it's like, bring it on, like whatever chaos is going to come in my day, like way <laughs> I can handle it because I just took a cold water shower. <laughs> so I had this revelation that the kind of analyzing the benefits about challenges and kind of reflecting on challenges we've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And I had this question that made me think of like, do challenges actually change our habits? Like how successful have they been? And I thought it'd be cool to kind of talk about challenges we've done if we found that it's actually been infused in our life, in our daily life and has benefited. And it's like a habit that we've kept going, or is it something that we failed at and to talk about the the challenges that we failed at and kind of why? Sure. Because I think it's important to kind of if we find that it's beneficial, which I have to kind of create more challenges in our life to incorporate small habits that we want to make possible and want it to happen. But we find that we may find excuses or we're putting Mm -hmm. it aside and kind of making it a challenge gamifies it, which we've talked about in the past of kind of gamifying things we thought were kind of boring or was a struggle for us. And yeah, so I'm, I'm talking a lot. So, so I thought we could start off by just talking about challenges. Sure that we've done in the past and if they were successful or not and kind of why. So I'll have two that I'll reflect on, but I'll start on the first one that was successful. And this one actually goes back to when you and I first started dating back in 2012. So we, you and I went to a wedding together where I got just ridiculously crazy, like drank way too much. Yeah. yeah. Hammertown. Yeah. Hammertown. A few days before the wedding, and maybe even a week or two before the wedding, a friend of mine asked me if I wanted to do the insanity work out with him. And I was like, okay, this sounds cool. We'll go to the gym and we'll, we'll lift some weights. You know, it'll be insane or whatever. It'll be insane. <laughs> I had no idea what the hell the insanity workout was. So go to the wedding. Fast forward, go to the wedding. I, we were starting the insanity workout the next day on that Sunday. Again, I had no idea what the insanity workout was. I didn't even look it up. And so that Sunday, like after you and I had gone out to to brunch with uh, our friends Danny and Elsa, I finally looked up what this insanity challenge was all about. And I was like, holy shit, I am going to die. This is insane. Uh, (laughs) But so I the. The nice thing is I had an accountability partner with this one, which kind of the same thing I feel like with your cold shower challenges, you had an accountability partner because you were doing it with somebody and you don't want to let that person down. So even though my friend Devin and I didn't work out together for the Insanity Workout, we both had copies of the DVDs of to do it. We would do the test together. Because you did a test at the beginning. You did a test every, I think it was every two weeks. So we would get together for the test. I would go over to his house and we would do the test together just to see how much we improved over that time. So that's how we held each other accountable. But saw the insanity workout all the way through to the end. I mean, we did the, the, the full 60 or 70 days, whatever it was. And man, I lost a lot of weight. Uh, at the time, I think I started the insanity workout. I was 238. And I think by the time I had finished, I got down to either 210 or 215. Uh, but I felt great afterwards. And so I actually continued doing 
the insanity workout. I think I did it another full 60 days, like a month later. Like I think I took a month of rest, but I continued to like work out in between those times and, and going to the gym and stuff like that as well. But yeah, that was a, uh, that was a full 60 day challenge and lucky to have somebody who held me accountable through that. And just seeing the results from, made me want to continue to do that. So, you know, since then I did the T25 a few times. Like, so I, I really do like those hit challenges and I haven't done them a lot recently. I found other kind of challenges to do, but yeah, that one was, uh, that was tough for me. It, yeah. I was getting up at four fifty in the morning just to complete those because I didn't have any time at the end of the day, I was working an hour away. So I was losing two hours of driving I had a nine hour day at work. So the only time I could really fit that in was at 4.50 in the morning. So that was, that was an awesome challenge. So would you say that's a successful challenge? That one was absolutely successful. Would you say it's carried on into like your everyday? Like, what do you think that you do now that, you know, doing those workouts Mm -hmm. have helped you? Well, it definitely made me understand that working out and now we're not really working out. We're more into movement. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely made me understand that having physical activity in, in my everyday life is important, um, not only for just my health, but, you know, just my well-being and, and how I feel. Um, it's not just a matter of the aesthetics of it. It's, it's just the, the overall feeling of, of getting that movement in, walking, doing whatever it is we need to do to make sure that our bodies are taken care of. So that was, that was the big lesson. Um, and it it helped me land my wife as well. (laughs) (laughs) And I think just the word challenge, it just, it kind of equivalates to commitment. Like when we say we're doing a challenge, it's like almost we're speaking out a commitment that now we have to follow through with. Um, well, I like the word challenge too, because it gamifies things too. Like it, it, the challenge has a goal in mind and you need to meet that goal. You have to either, you have to hit it every day. Like if you missed a day of a cold shower, then you, you might as well just start over again because you've, you've, you've lost the challenge at, at that point. So I, I like the fact that it gamifies it. A challenge means that you have to commit yourself to do it. And if you don't, then we might as well start over. Yeah. And I, I had a list of some of the, the challenges that I've done in the past. Um, so one of them being the cold shower challenge, I definitely consider that a success because I still, if I'm not starting with the cold shower, I'm either ending with the cold shower and I love the feeling of it, especially in the summer. It just kind of makes it a little bit easier because it's, been oh, it's hot. Great. but there are some days where like, I'm not hot and I'm just like, I can do this. Like it's like a mental exercise for me. And I like that. I kind of like strengthen my mind in that aspect. Um, so I've done gratitude challenges where I've had to, for 30 days, speak out what I'm grateful mm-hmm. for. And I've definitely seen that carry on in every day. Like, obviously we have a gratitude segment. Yeah, I was going to say we do it in every <laughs> podcast. I feel like I use the word grateful in my vocabulary very often. Yes. So I can definitely see how that challenge has carried on into my every day. Uh, I've done the Kayla It Signs um, bikini body guide challenge multiple, 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 multiple times in the beginning. The reason why I did that workout was to get, what is it? Get fit for the wedding. What did they call that? Sweat it. Uh, it's got a, a, there's like a hat. If the dress fits, you must have quit. <laughs> Shred it for the wedding. No, <laughs> uh, 
it's it's something I did to just like the wedding like propelled me to be like, oh, I want to look fabulous in my wedding dress. Say which, yes to the dress. Mm, sort of, no, but no. Um, I actually did that for a long, long time. You did. And then that was that was a really long time. It was. And then after, I, and then I stopped it um, when I was trying to get pregnant because I realized I was putting a lot of stress on my body. A lot of that high intensity stuff wasn't good for my hormones. But you know, a lot of that carried on like the discipline carried on mm-hmm. like for dedicating myself to making sure I'm moving my body every day like you said I may not be doing the same workouts but I'm moving my body every day I know the proper form for planks and I know certain activities to help strengthen my legs or strengthen my glutes or you know certain parts of my body that um that I wanted to get stronger I now feel more educated in knowing how to move my body properly because I did have a lot of injuries doing those workouts because maybe I wasn't stretching before and after like so I learned a lot of lessons through maybe prop improper form and stuff like that so I have seen tremendous benefits and just moving my body intentionally and so I don't hurt it if that makes sense yeah, yeah. um and then I did some clothes clothing challenges I did the 10 by 10 challenge where you have to wear 10 articles of clothing for 10 days only and I did that multiple multiple times, which propelled me into making my own rule where I only keep clothing that either makes me it makes me feel 100% comfortable and confident. So that kind of propelled me into making my own rules and simplifying my wardrobe. And it's led to so much more happiness and less stress when it comes to like wearing clothes and less shopping. And I can go on and on about that. So yeah, I'm kind of doing a five by 10 rule now. A five by 10 rule. Yeah. I'm wearing the same clothes like three or four days in a row now. I wonder if other people don't even care anymore. (laughs) But yeah, so all of these challenges were very successful and I attribute them to being successful because I think all of them were meaningful to what I value. Like they had to do with either my health or um, my mindset, like, you know, well-being. Like I feel like all of them had to do with overall health in some capacity. Um, I think all of them had a strong why. Like the reason why I was doing it was to be better in some capacity that I felt that I really wanted to be better in. It wasn't just like, I want a six pack, you know, it was like, I want to feel good or, um, I want to be more grateful for the simple things every Mm day. Um, being more intentional with your wardrobe. Exactly. I want to, I don't want to have to stress over getting dressed in the morning or I want to stop shopping. Um, I think all of them were fairly realistic for my life in that whatever season of life it was in, like it was easy to input it. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like extreme by any means. Um, All of them were relatively small tweaks or changes, except I think the workout, like I think that's a huge change when you decide to work out, even though it was only like 20 minutes a day. That's still, it's a high intensity workout. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. Yeah. Um, And I think just having um, a sense of community, with all of them, like with all of these challenges I look at, I had a sense of community, which kept me going, which I think also propels you and makes a huge difference in the outcome. Um, can I talk about some of my failures and challenges? Yeah, because I was, I was waiting for my failure too. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about yours. So one of my failures, and, and this is when I kind of keep coming back to every now and then, is that 100 push-up challenge. Interesting. That one, I I plateau at like week six or, or week five on that one. It's actually, it's usually week five. And, and I just get to the point where I, I can't do 
the the workout in, in that challenge. Like it, it's basically a I think it is a seven week challenge and you start off and you do as many pushups as you can and then it builds a the challenge for you so that by the time you get to week seven that you're doing a hundred total pushups, I think is what it is. And and I think I maxed out at like seventy four pushups. And so basically what happens is with that one, there is, you do whatever the prescribed pushup is, then you have like a minute rest, then you do the next prescribed. So it's usually a round of five. So like those first, that first week is usually very easy. The second week is somewhat easy. Then that third week, it gets a little bit difficult. And if you can't finish the workout, then you say you didn't finish it. So you do the same one again the next time. But yeah, like I, I, I think I plateaued at, at 72 or 74 and, and it really pisses me off because I know I can do it. So now I'm actually that we're talking about, it, I kind of want to build that one back in there and see if I can get, get back to that again. Um, but you know, you learn a lot from it, you know, you learn that maybe sometimes you, you, you know, it's just not in the cards, but at the other times, you know, if you're really committed to it, like you can make it work. I, and I think I just, I think I probably just gave up because it was getting very difficult. And I wonder if also you stopped because they set very high expectations and when you don't meet them, you get frustrated and you oh, definitely. So I think maybe ones that force you to measure your outcome versus just do it and do the best you can every day, maybe kind of deter you because you feel like you're not strong enough or you're not whatever enough. Well, yeah, it would piss me off because, you know, I would do that, that 74. And then the two days later, I'm back at like 71 or 68. And it's just like, well, I shouldn't be regressing. I should be improving each time. But Every day is also, you know, I have to realize every day is also different. Yeah. So I wonder if the challenge was just do as many pushups as you can every day. Do you think you would stick to it for 30 days? No. Why not? I, I like that this one is regimented. I, but that's it also just deters me. you that's, at the it's same also time, me, though. But it's so also me. You... I feel like if I was just going to say, okay, do, you know, as many pushups as you can every day, I, I don't I don't know that that would push me. I think with the app, it held me accountable and that it pushed me like there may be days where I'd be like, okay, I'm only going to do 15 because that's all I can do. But that app told me I had to do 21. So I would push myself a little bit harder to reach that number that the app told me to do. But so the app also deterred you from keep con- continuing. Did. So is the purpose but the of the challenge it- was to do a hundred pushups. Okay. So is the purpose of the challenge to motivate you to be, stronger and want to keep doing pushups or is the challenge, I guess you have to look at the intention behind it. Like I think your intentions to do hundred pushups, like because you felt like you didn't meet it, you stopped. Whereas what if you change your why to just, I want to infuse pushups in my everyday, which I, I, I think do. maybe just changing your why. You know, I, I still did pushups after that, but to me I do. And I still do pushups. Hmm. Um, but I want to hit that hundred. No, I just like questioning the reason yeah. why. I think that's the part I like focusing on is why we stopped it. Because yeah. I I stopped the Whole30 challenge. Oh, shit. I started the oh, Whole30 challenge. <laughs> and I got to six days. <laughs> and I was like, no. That was yeah the longest six days ever. It's... And it was emotional. <laughs> I'm sure there was other hormonal things going on as well because I am a woman. 
But yeah, oh, so man. I really had to think about like, why didn't I finish out Whole30? And you know why? It's because there's two reasons. My why wasn't strong enough. Why I was doing Whole30 was just to see what it was like so I could talk about it and make recipes about it. The why wasn't because I felt bad or I needed to change my diet. I felt great, honestly, eating what I've been eating. But I was like, you know what? I want to try the Whole30. I want to do it to get experience it. So if someone else asks me about it, I'm more educated about it. So I feel like right away, my why was not strong enough. It really had nothing to do with my health and well-being. It was kind of just like, hey, why don't I give it a go? So already, I don't feel like I was committed. The second thing was, because I realized it wasn't a small tweak in my everyday. It was a huge yeah, restriction. It was. It restricted way more things than I was ready to handle. It wasn't just like, oh, you're going to give up dark chocolate for a week. Or, you know, if it was something like small or two or th two things, then I feel like those changes are more realistic for me. But it was a huge restriction for me, which I knew already was like making my mind go in a not so healthy directions. And then my why wasn't strong enough to back it up, like to keep going. So it was like, ugh. Um, so yeah, that's why I wanted, I kept asking, sorry, I kept asking all these questions about why you think you stopped is because I was more intrigued about the reasons why I did not continue it. Yeah. To kind of help realize what challenges. Yeah, for me it was frustration. But you have to think of why you got frustrated. Couldn't, couldn't do it. It's because you couldn't meet their expectations. The app told you something to do and you couldn't meet it. So what if you change the expectation to help you to move on for those parts that you're like, fuck this, I want to stop. But like, what if you're like, you know what? I can't get it today. Like, what if you configured it in a way that makes you continue on? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why I kept asking I'm questions. I'm doing it now. Oh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I'm getting back. In you're challenging me to challenge myself and I'm going to challenge the challenge. Yeah. So, so here's what I realized. It, I realized that I had before doing any challenge, like I had to have a strong why if I didn't, obviously I didn't finish it. And if it was too much of a restriction or too big of a change all at once, it didn't work for me. So yeah. I, I think knowing that it makes me more intentional about the challenges that I do choose. Um, like I have to have, it has to line with my values. It has to be realistic for my everyday, um, you know, all of those things. Um, that kind of helped open my eyes for just being more intentional about choosing challenges because I do see the benefits in them. It also helps me connect with like like-minded people that I've never met yeah. before, like face-to-face. -face. So, um, and I've noticed it just creates kind of like momentum and a catalyst for more change. Like after the cold water challenge, it's like, now I want to take this risk and now I want to do this. Like I'm noticing small decisions in my everyday that I'm not as fearful to do them because I feel more confident as well. So I don't know if you've noticed that as well. Yeah. But we talked about that the other day. We did? That you feel more confident in things. Like we just talked about some things that we didn't normally That's do. Right. Yeah. We yeah. did talk about that a little bit. So Yeah. Like we, we have invested some money in a lot of changes in our house and in my business. And I don't know if I can attribute it to the cold water challenge, but it's definitely made me feel more confident in my decisions, have less fear about doing things that are meaningful to me. So I absolutely, yeah, can see the benefits, but the moral of the story is start taking cold showers. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a cold water challenge, but it was amazing. I highly recommend it. Yeah. And sorry. I started taking some cold showers, but not daily. 
and I wouldn't start cold. I started hot like pussy and would just uh, turn that bitch cold as I went in, as I got along. That's all right. Everyone has a, their own starting point. That's right. Maybe if you do the challenge, you would become more accountable if you have a partner to do it with. I'm going to start the challenge. I got two challenges ahead of me. Whoa, don't overwhelm the yourself. The push-up challenge and immediately getting into the cold water shower Is afterwards. Is too many changes all at once? Do you think they're nah, going to be successful? I'm going to handle it. Oh, all right. Yeah. Cool. I like that you're putting it out we'll there. We'll report now, back, folks, yeah. often. Because now our listeners are your accountability yeah. partners. Yep. I've got a lot of accountability partners. So I've started a new challenge, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I kind of made it up. You saved that. I made it up. You haven't even told me yet. I haven't. I know. This is new to me. Yeah. What are you doing? I call it the heart rate challenge. Heart rate. I want to do two things every day that gets me, gets my heart rate up. I feel like I move my body every day, but I'm not necessarily out of breath. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just have fun with it. So I didn't want to make it very specific. So like I could run or I could dance or I could do burpees or I could jump rope. Like I could pick two things and I have to do those two things. What about hula hoop? I can't hula hoop. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to do a hula hoop challenge either. That is just one goal that I'm just not, I don't need to succeed to die happy. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm going to keep accountable for that. Like you keep asking me and I'll, uh, I don't have an accountability partner. So maybe do you need a be Fitbit my partner. to see your heart rate go up. No, if I'm out of breath, my heart rate's up. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> Like today, I oh, ran with Lucille man. until like I was breathing really hard, and then I did burpees. Did she outrun you? Always, she always outrun me. I'm <laughs> slow as hell. You know this. So yeah, 30 days heart rate challenge. Cool. Whoop. Awesome. Yes. Well, we will end with that. So, do you have any resources that you would like to share with the listeners today? I do. So I found this blog post. Um, it's from WanderingAimfully.com, and let me click on it here. The blog post was titled why you should embark on a 30 day challenge and how to stick with it. All right. There were so many great things. I might read a lot. I'll try to keep it intentional. Condensed. Condensed. Yeah. All right. This article could stop at just telling you to take a 30-day challenge, but I'd like to give you a few more parameters and share a few 30-day challenge ideas you can do if you don't have any ideas of your own. If you want to watch a video, oh, that's the video, blah, oh, <laughs> scratch that, sorry. What I've learned about 30-day challenges, this is where I wanted to start it, sorry guys. All right, what I've learned from doing multiple 30-day challenges is that it's rarely, it's rarely about the daily task and more about what comes from a month of doing something consistently. My first 30-day challenge was a social media detox. My only intention with that challenge was to stop my obsessive use of Facebook and Twitter. But during those 30 days, something unintended happened. I came up with an idea to monetize the podcast, the podcast I had co-hosted, which resulted in over $40,000 in revenue. Talk about an awesome byproduct of a 30-day challenge. A few years ago, I set out to track my sleep better by committing to wearing and checking a jawbone, which I guess is a device oh, for 30 a, days. that's an old tracker. For 10 days, I went to bed at 11 p.m. Then for 10 days, I went to bed at midnight. And for the last 10 days, I went to bed at 1 a.m. Not an outrageous 30-day challenge, right? What I found during that experience was that I got my best night's sleep if I went to bed at 11 p.m. or 1 p.m. However, if I went to bed at midnight, I had a terrible night of sleep and woke up feeling groggy. 
We all know how important sleep is. So to be able to learn more about my own sleep cycles is just 30 in just 30 days was huge. And then he just talks about like how to make 30 day challenges successful. So he does talk about focus on doing something small each day of your challenge versus like these huge, you know, major extreme things. Cause usually when we make extreme things, progress is rarely actually made, right. which kind of, kind of, that's like the whole 30, the whole 30. Yeah. Um, if you're going to remove something, you must fill the void. So he does talk about like, if you remove something or you quit something, you have to find a healthier replacement. So like, if you want to give up soda, like find sparkling water, like, so he just said the importance of stay committed to it. If you find a replacement for it, I did a soda challenge and I haven't drank soda since 2012 either. I'm proud of you. So here's the other point that made me think of you with the push-up challenge. Some type of measurement during your 30-day challenge is good, but not necessary. I found that most successful 30-day challenges don't involve strict measurement. The more things I add to my plate while trying to do something consistently for 30 days, the less likely it is that I'm actually going to stick with it. So he found that leaving it more open-ended, he was more successful. Like he did a writing challenge. And instead of saying, I'm going to write this many words per day, it was just like, I'm going to write more than 200. Like he set the expectations really low and he mm -hmm. always surpassed that by each day. So that's kind of what made me think of you with the whole measuring that maybe it was deterring you more from helping you be successful at it. But anyway, so that I'm sorry, it was a long resource, but I really enjoyed <laughs> hearing all of the different challenges and we will link that in the bio and he has some other great ideas of challenges you can steal. Yeah, I definitely trying. want to read that. That sounds okay. very interesting. Cool. How about that quote of the day there, Jilly? <laughs> All right. The quote of the day is some from Anonymous. We got a lot of Anonymous ones. Not that many. I'd say, I'd say about no, a quarter of our quotes are enough. No, sometimes when I say it's somebody I don't know and you automatically think it's Anonymous and then I'm like, no, this is the person's name. I just don't know who it is. <laughs> uh, you did that in the last episode. I was like, yeah, I don't know this person. You're like, Anonymous. I'm like, no, it's just somebody I've never heard of before. This one's Anonymous, though. This one's Anonymous. Hip-hop Anonymous. All right. Don't try to overhaul your life overnight. Instead, focus on making one small change at a time. Over time, those small changes will add up to big transformation. Don't give up. Never, ever give up. And how about that take action challenge there, Jilly? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. Do a challenge. Pick a challenge or make up your own challenge and find an accountability partner. Make sure you have a strong why. Stay committed. Make sure it's not huge extreme changes. And uh, we'll, let's see what the results are. That's awesome. Yeah, Let us do. know what challenges you guys are doing. We'd love to hear about that and keep us informed about your progress. And we'll talk to you about our progress because I've just committed myself to two different things. Yeah, and we'll see how that goes. We'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Y'all are going to hold me accountable. But that's going to do it for today's episode here, folks. So if you like this episode, please do us a favor and help us spread the message. You can do this by writing review or simply sharing this episode with a friend. And remember, sharing sparks a conversation. Conversation leads to action. And action is how we're able to live a happy and intentional as hell lifestyle. We want to thank you all for listening today. And we will see you again next week. See you later, guys.